Hello and welcome to Ramjack, Doom of the Delinquent Despots. Hello everyone, I'm Alex. Joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend, Brad. Hello citizens, hello. We are in the thick of the happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, first of all, friends, uh, I'm sure we're time traveling in some form or fashion. Of course, always. Because uh, who knows what's going on. Uh, guys, uh, for, just for the record, just so you know, we're recording this on November 12th, 2019. Now, uh, it's a Tuesday. Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm going to be visiting Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, next Wednesday is a debate. Who knows what's going to happen with the order of these episodes? Um, you do, but we don't. So stick with us, friends. I'm sure you can work out the math somehow. One day, podcast historians will look back on this episode and be able to tell uh, in their heart of hearts, oh, guess what, Brad? I know. Hmm. I'm a podcast archaeologist all the way. I'm listening in November. I'm I'm listening in December or January, catching up. Brad doesn't even know. I can look at my podcast feed, my uh, future telling device, and know what's going on. Oh, okay. There's so many things we don't know about the future. There's only, so many things we don't know. If only they could travel back or write back oh, via email or send a voicemail from the future to let us know what's up. That'd be pretty interesting. Could could you just let, us, just let us know that Pete Buttigieg is not a, like running for president anymore, please? Just let me know that. I need to know that. Well, Brad, I, we say all this, but careful. Have we not learned anything from time travel movies? If one of our listeners time travels back with a voicemail or an email to us telling us about the future, that could affect the future. Good. What if What if he stays? What if Buttigieg takes it? Then... Beach, beach Trump. I, then, then four I, years then, of Buttigieg, then eight. No, no. And then forever as Emperor Buttigieg <laughs> takes over. I will not endure one day of President Buttigieg. <laughs> Cannot... Burn it to the fucking ground. <laughs> listen up, motherfuckers. I need I need you guys. Uh listen. If that if that gerbil tooth little motherfucker squ- squirrels his way into being president of the United States, we gotta get together and we gotta burn this place to the fucking ground. Cause there's no hope. There's no hope anymore if that happens. I'd like to think somewhere in your apartment you have something that you had like a mount that has a torch on it a, a nice like really really nice torch mm-hmm. i don't know what wood it would be but it'd be very nice it would be very smooth it'd be, it'd be nice for the hands but the the head long last and it's just when you need to burn everything down it's there it's just in a glass case yeah just, just in case for me to smash open and let me tell you that would be the situation because there's no there's no chance there's ever all of this Four fucking years of fucking Trump would have been for nothing. For nothing. I'd give anything if we had a sound machine for the podcast and you could just do a glass breaking or shattering like sound effect randomly when something like triggered you to grab the torch. <sighs> That'd be a pretty fun thing to do. I'm not going to. If that happens, I'm not going to make it, guys. I'm just calling <laughs> it right now. I'm not going to make it. I, I can't. For well. Goodbye. Brad Good sets sails off the coast. Can't do it. Cannot. We or you can't. Said, I, no. No. Nope. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, this is 
as of right now, uh, Nancy Drew November, because it's the only thing we've watched this this uh, month. We watched uh, the first episode, and now we're watching, is it the second or fifth episode? This is the fifth episode. The fifth episode. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened between that first episode um, and the fifth episode. Brad's also watching a lot of decades. Also a lot of decades. Yeah. But. So I watched I watched it with Brad last time, and that was a fun ride. Watched it this week. Totally don't know what's going on. Uh, so I'm gonna need your help a little bit, friend, because there's a lot of there's more players. There's like a restaurant. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I, I mean, Ned and George are still there. I are they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, their their namesakes are there. I don't know what you're talking about, friend. I they were in the first episode, and they're in the fifth episode. What what's the big deal? What's the big deal? A lot of character arcs happened in four episodes. Nancy Drew might be the best television show ever to get oh, yeah. to, from it's, there to here. It's real wild. In, it's real wild. You're telling me in four episodes? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. This is and I've the fifth episode. Oh, all right. We watched well, the ladies, first one. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun discussion. A lot of I would say there's a ripe for fashion as well because. Uh, a lot of stuff's going on in this episode. Absolutely. Buckle up. Click it or ticket, friends. Click it or ticket. <laughs> Click it or ticket. Brad, um, we both have things we want to talk about. Yes. How do we decide who talks first? Uh, friend, you go first because you're living in a better climate because you're wearing a sweater and I looked at your weather and it's cold there. So therefore you win and you get to go first. I have a I have a weird because there was three inches of snow on the ground when we woke up. Oh. Vera looked out the window just because she loves Frozen and she loves the snow. We went outside and she uh, immediately went over, tried to make a snowball and ran up to me and just threw snow at me and just said, snowball fight! And just kept throwing snow at me even though she couldn't really ball it up. She did it again this afternoon when I picked her up. Just loves the snow. Nice. And I want to share that with you, but I'm like, I can't, I can't tell Brad. I can't show Brad. Yes, tell him. He's a hopeless in Orlando. I can't. Friend, Can I listen, box this up and send it to him? <laughs> listen, just take photos, send them my way. Much like I, I, I survive purely by following millions and millions of dogs on Instagram. Um, send me photos of snow, cause it's 85 fucking degrees here. And if I send you a photo, like a cold chain from the uh, freezer, it'll get you in a state of cold yeah. mind, and at least yeah. bring you down a few degrees. Exactly. In your heart of hearts, and your brave heart. Dude, my air conditioner was was down for a couple of days last week. I didn't know if I was gonna make it. That's crazy. That's impossible. How was it down? I was what like we, water. It was very strange. Something was like blocked up, but they fixed it. Were you it, tinkering so. with it? Were you tinkering with your air conditioner? I would never. I would never dare. <laughs> There's some I things treated, that are I sacred it with in Orlando. Only. I treat it with the most reverence and respect possible. <laughs> There's an altar by it. I sacrifice things to it. I mean, it's yeah. it's. <laughs> At its whims, I live here in this Listen, state. Listen, if my air conditioner wants me to sacrifice Pete Buttigieg to it, who am I to question the air conditioner? Don't. Because if it stops, everything stops. Yeah. Sorry, little guy. Gotta slaughter you. To, for the air conditioner. We can't give, like in the Internet of Things, air conditioners, especially in the climates that affected them the most, can never have artificial intelligence because they can never have sentience to know that they would lord over oh, yeah. all of Texas, yeah. all yeah. of New Mexico and Florida. Like, yeah. 
they take over. Definitely. That's the Terminator I want to see. Um, Brad, I got my wisdom teeth out last Friday. How did that go? It went better than I thought it would go. A lot of people scared me, not so much with what they said, but their reactions when I told them. Not you, of course, because we talked about it. And out of everyone, you really gave me a lot of comfort in it because you were like, look, the first time was pretty rough. But the second time, no big deal at all. Yeah, because I was at a, at a real dentist the second time. There's a lot of people who get their wisdom teeth out at shady dentists. Another guy was telling me today that his wife got her teeth out at a non-real dentist, we'll say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same experience you had. It's not great. I mean, I, yeah, I had to go to a poor people dentist. That like It was just a pity dentist. and But my, my tooth was already so messed up and infected in a nightmare that I like I was I had suffered for a while before being forced out of desperation to go to a poor people dentist and uh, that wasn't great so I don't I don't know if it was them so much as the circumstance of living in the United States um, I mean but, true but yeah second time piece of cake the so I went in there was some awkward back and forth between the nurse, the dentist, uh, the oral surgeon and I. And I wasn't sure because I'm thinking this woman isn't new, but I feel like I have walked into or I'm about to be um, cut open and my teeth extracted by two people who might as well be strangers to each other. And yet I, it feels like I, I, I know that they, we were here last time. There's an awkwardness there and I don't know what that is. I don't know if there's a romance, if there's some, some sort of, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, great surgery. It went really well. There was some... Uh, the lady was making small talk with me. We are talking about like all kinds of random stuff. Uh, all of which I can't necessarily remember because I was heavily drugged afterwards. But I remember us talking about Chipotle versus Qdoba. Oh. And her and I sided with Qdoba. Whoa. Because uh, the dentist came in. She was trying to chat him up. I was like, Qdoba or uh, Chipotle? And he was like, what? And she's like, Qdoba or Chipotle? And he was, like, preparing, and he was, like, giving it very serious thought, but not. And he looked uncomfortable, like he was scared to tell us what he thought. Oof. And then he was like, I'd have to go with Qdoba if I had to, though I don't really eat at either of them that much. What he didn't tell you is his, is his uh, birth name was Irving Qdoba. Oh. So that was a little awkward because she was like making it into something that was f- trying to make it into something fun, like pre-surgery banter. And I was kind of entertaining her, but also a little bit, you know, worried because I was about to go in. I've never gone under general anesthesia. So I was thinking, oh, this, who knows what this experience is. Mm-hmm. The night before I had gone on YouTube and watched like actual surgery videos. Oh, of, why would you do that? Well, when I was a kid... And I'm sure we've maybe talked about this on the show. I wanted to be a dentist. Like when I was a really little kid, I thought, oh, that'll be cool. Um, And I've seen surgery videos before on other things. And I thought, well, I'll just take a look at it. And it was, it didn't bother me or anything. I was like, oh, okay. Different than the uh, computer animated videos they normally show you. But yeah, looking at the wisdom tooth stuff, there's not really that much blood. it's, It's very, we've got it down pretty well. It's actually kind of neat to watch them like, put pressure and the tooth eventually just kind of pops out especially if it's like above now when they have to drill into the bone that's a little weird but not scary i was like all right i know exactly what's gonna happen um let's do this um they gave me an iv they strapped me in here's the drug sir 
We hope you have a nice sleep. We'll take care of you. I remember looking up at the lights and after knowing that they'd given me the drugs before they said it because the lights started to kind of get a little shimmerier. Nice. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, this, is an, this is an interesting feeling. I wonder when they're going to ask me to count backwards from 10. And the next thing I remember is like uh, stumbling out to the car and Emily oh, wow. saying, lock your legs, lock your legs. <laughs> <laughs> and me getting into the vehicle because I don't remember anything else until wow. that moment. It's, I, when I had it, I, I definitely remember counting 10, 9, and then out, outskis. Um, but I definitely remember after it was over, like, all right, we're done. I was like, what? Hmm? Oh, oh, okay. And uh, yeah. But it, yeah, it was, it was, for me, it was, it was pretty, uh, but I, I, I didn't have much lingering. Interesting. I, I was gone for a while as far as like not fully. So, um, apparently when they brought me to, I had a similar experience to you. I was like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. I was a little bit more, I guess, out of it. Um, I sang a lot in reaction to things. <laughs> Which is a little strange and kind of took him off guard. I insisted on seeing my teeth. And I knew because I talked to, I asked the nurse beforehand. I said, so what's going to happen to my teeth when the guys prime out? And they donate them. I hope they donate. They may sell them uh, to P&G to do tests with toothpaste and stuff. Weird. Weird. Yeah, and I thought, well, that's strange. And I said, well, you know, can I look at them before you guys send them? Because I'm kind of curious. There's one tooth I have up here that feel strange in my mouth like I've always just kind of like when I'm idle sometimes I'll bring my tongue up there and be like why is this tooth so weird feeling and it it doesn't look weird from like but it's also really far back there I'm just curious when you take it out can I see it she's like well yeah we can just save them for you if you want and I said well you can just show them to me and like donate them she's like well you may not remember so when I woke up I was emphatic to the dentist I need to see my teeth please sir I need to see my teeth amazing so he showed them to me, and I looked at them for a minute and was like, wow. There was a beat, and I said, donate them to science. <laughs> I threw my hand up in the air. <laughs> Apparently, um, I, I kept trying to ask questions or say stuff while the nurse was talking to Emily. And um, they would tell me to be like, all right, Alex. Or like, they would try to shush me, and I would be like, you can't just shush me. And I had said... <laughs> Amazing. And I would say, I said a lot, how dare you? <laughs> oh, I was got on some drugs and turned into a straight-up Karen asking to speak to somebody's manager. Alex, I'm trying to get instructions for this. How dare you? <laughs> Do you know who I am? Let me speak well, no. to your manager. So, I... It sounds worse than it, it was because Emily made it sound like I was doing it to be funny. <laughs> so that and the one conscious thing I remember is when we were driving home, I knew that I was like saying things and thinking things that were weird. And I, I remember having the conscious thought, I'm this stuff is just coming up and it's bubbling out and I'm just going to let it happen. Like I could stop it, but why? <laughs> Amazing. I look over. The other thing I remember, too, is that Emily takes her phone out and tries to film me, I guess, to tell me later what was happening. And she asked me about her sister. She's like, so what do you really think about my sister, Kate? And at that point, I said, no comment. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything else until she put the camera away. As far as I know. 
because that's the last memory oh. I have. The next one I have is hugging the back of my car in our garage, uh, just kind of like laying there on it because I had fallen over slightly and couldn't stand up straight. Should, I should have just I should have just come up last weekend, regardless. Oh yeah, you should have. I remember like taking my jacket off and sitting on the couch and thinking, why am I on the couch? And then I remember like being a conscious and being like, okay, this doesn't feel really bad, so that's good. My galls feel strange. Why am I wearing different clothes than I was this morning? <laughs> Don't remember changing. Apparently, Emily had like given me instructions like, hey, here's your uh, comfortable like sweatpants. Here's a, a hoodie. Here's a t-shirt. And I don't remember putting any of it on and folding my clothes, which I did. <laughs> I just remember waking up and thinking, Jesus, what happened? Why am I wearing a hoodie? Because I never wear hoodies. I never wear hoodies. It was like, this was not a conscious choice that I made. But that's that's what happened, man. Nice. There was another nice. moment where the nurse says, okay, we're going to wheel you in the wheelchair out to the car. And right when she started, I went, wee as we oh. were going. And again, just in, in reaction to things, I would just like sing a song that would give an answer to it. It got weird. Don't Manzies. remember any of it. Manzies. Almost like uncomfortableness as far as like soreness and swollenness. I'm still a little swollen. I don't know if you can tell through the uh, video, mm-hmm. um, but not much pain. I think I bled a little bit longer than most people do, like maybe two days. I mean, if you'd come up, we would have just been able to hang out at the house. Like I was just not yeah, yeah, the worst part. That's why I was, yeah. I was like, mm, you were like, oh, well, you got I was like, no, no, thanks. The worst part's the diet, just like all liquid stuff. And it's not really bad. It's just... You get bored with it, I guess. I don't know. I was just like, all right. Um, applesauce, a lot of soup, a lot of yogurt. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that. So I also had like this uh, legion inside of my mouth, which was strange. When I was younger, I bit the side of my mouth. I think, I don't remember what the circumstances were. But this was back when I think we were either in high school or we had just graduated. And I there was like some sort of like cylindrical looking thing that stood up about like half a centimeter it was just strange it never really grew but it was just there after i'd bit now that's strange so they removed it and that has hurt more than my wisdom teeth have them just cutting that off and sewing it up like it's still like talking now it's it's the most uncomfortable thing but my wisdom teeth a little sore but no i think it's nothing like you said cake so thank you friend because i had other people i would ask them oh i would tell them hey and you know i'm getting my wisdom teeth out on friday (gasps) oh they'd be like oh okay yeah you'll be you'll be fine but they have the look in their face like oh fuck this motherfucker doesn't know what the hell he's about to do i yeah no i this is not not different people different things i it makes me wonder about a lot of stuff but hey didn't have to dip into the vicodin some people are fucking cowards didn't have to dip into the hard opiates. I got by with like the prescription strength Motrin slash Advil mm-hmm. and just an ice pack. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Just uh, take, yeah, take it easy. Sleep a little bit. Let it heal. And uh, yeah, it's good. Then you just have to get used to the rest of your life feeling weird because there's like these weird places in your mouth where there aren't teeth anymore. It's already strange because I've, I've worked up the courage because I didn't even like use my tongue to feel back there until like yesterday. Because I was thinking, nope, I'm not going to touch anything. I don't want to touch anything that feels weird. I haven't looked back there. It's and still it, weird to me. It's still weird to me. It's a little strange. Like, I, I have more room in my mouth. And I'm thinking, when this all heals up, this is great, especially for my flossing game. 
because it's always been hard to get those wisdom teeth flossed um, because they're so far back. Now the water pick is going to have like a field day, all that extra real estate to just kind of get in those nooks and crannies. And I have to worry about those weirdo teeth in the back. But um, there was something else. So another interesting experience when I got my wisdom teeth out, I asked before they gave me the drugs that knocked me out, which one are you going to take out first just out of curiosity? Like, I'm interested in how you're going to approach the procedure. Because I'm in, like, childhood dental Alex mode, thinking, wow, this is fun. Let's check it out. I mean, I watch videos. I know what's going on. I know, how, I know basically what you're going to do. Um, so he says, I'm going to remove the top left one. Awesome. So when I finally become conscious, and after a while, I think we watched some, like, Lifetime Christmas movies or something. Emily took the day off, and we just kind of hung out, relaxed. When I finally ate lunch, I was just eating yogurt, and I realized, wait a minute, I can feel half of my face. I can't feel the other half. (laughs) This is weird. Obviously, they numbed this part first, and like this is still there, but half of my tongue has feeling, and the other half doesn't, and I've never experienced this. I can't taste on the other side of the tongue. I can only taste on this side. Like, it was literally halfway down my tongue, and it was a very strange experience. Uh, but once, you know, dinner time rolled around, all numbness was gone. I could got my full tongue taste muds back, and it was fine. Very disorienting, though. Very The, the strangest thing that happened. Easy. Easily. Nice. Nice. I'm glad it went well. Thanks. I, I was really touch or go. I thought in my mind, I was like, hey, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's gonna happen? Oh. So uh, what's what's been going on with you, friend? You you've been watching some movies, I know. I yeah, I did. I hit the theater. Uh, I guess I I am I you know of course on three day weekend uh, this weekend for Veterans Day. You're welcome for my service, everyone. You're all welcome. Um, I I was at a Panera getting soup in a smoothie. There was a sign that said. Come in for Veterans Day if you're a veteran. We'll give you a free two-for-one. I took a picture, and I almost sent it to you saying, go get that Valor. <laughs> but I don't remember why I didn't. I have the picture on my phone. I typed in the message. Ah, should have sent it. And I don't remember why I didn't. There was a reason I was thinking, I can't send this right now. And I don't remember what the fuck it was. Hmm. Well, what would have stopped me? I don't know. All that to say, you're welcome. You are very welcome. Thank you. Um, uh, my my first of uh, of uh, the entire month of November being uh, short work weeks for me. Um, it's very nice. It's very nice. Uh, Veterans Day this week. Next week I'm taking off two days for my birthday. Uh, next week is Thanksgiving, and then we're in December. I love it. November. It's great. Uh, so I was like, oh, I gotta see, gotta see a movie. I was hoping I would see a couple of movies this weekend, but I made it to one. All right. I saw Doctor Sleep. So why did you choose Doctor Sleep over the other ones? Out of curiosity, before we, because I know you have a lot to say about Doctor Sleep. Uh, well, mainly because it, the time was just good. It was there was okay. one that was going to happen at ten forty, and that just worked for me. So purely in a regal time. life, you have all the movies at your disposal. So it really is at that yeah. point in time. I, Not really yeah, I've all, I have well, I have most of the movies. Um, I I've been trying to get to Parasite, but it shows like two times a week or something crazy so i don't know if that's ever gonna happen now um and it's like at 4 p.m and like i don't know like five or something i it's very strange hmm. but 
I I don't know. But I'm not going to... Listen, I'm within walking distance of a movie theater. I'm not going to a different Regal. <laughs> Can't do it. Won't do it. Will not do it. Uh, so that's what I saw. I saw um, our dear friend, Dr. Sleep. Um, did see some trailers before. Saw the trailer for mm. Fantasy Island. I, that's pretty sweet, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Also hopeful that this means that they'll put all of Fantasy Island on some streaming service um, for a future podcast. Surely they will. Because it really needs to happen. Once that movie drops, surely they will. Yeah. So, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Why doesn't, like, Apple or Disney pick that up for their streaming service? I I don't know. I don't know. Somebody needs to. Whoever does it, I'm in. They picked up Ghost Rider for fucking uh, Apple TV Plus. Ghost Rider? The show where there was a ghost... I don't really know what the fuck Ghost Rider was. A grammar ghost that helped okay, kids solve see, mysteries? I, again, this was always my confusion as a child. Are we talking about the Marvel Comics character? Are this uh, stupid, like, uh, spelling ghost? A writer, not yeah. writer. Yeah, that's no good. Don't not like a Ghost Rider. When people, like, kids started talking about Ghost Rider, I was so excited. I was like, oh, there's a Ghost Rider TV show? And they were like, oh, yeah, it's like a ghost that, like, writes a message. Like, wait, What? <laughs> It would be awesome if a Harley Davidson riding skeleton with a flaming head helped kids solve mysteries with grammar and spelling. I mean, dude, in like the 80s, like and early 90s, it could have happened. They made a Swamp Thing cartoon. Like they made all this weird shit. They made Toxic uh, Crusader into a cartoon. Yeah, that was strange. I uh, like there was a lot of weird cartoons. Rambo. Do you know The Gummy Bears is on Disney Plus, by the way? Nice. I cannot wait to share this with Joey and Veer. I hope it holds uh, up. I hope it does. I mean, the theme song alone holds up. Like, oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. So, I, I didn't mean to derail, but you were right. They will bring Fantasy Island back. Someone will grab it after this and yeah. make a TV show with it. I'm really excited about that trailer, though. I was. I didn't know. I didn't. First of all, I did not know this movie was happening at all. This was the somehow. This is the first I've heard about this, and I was watching this. I was like, "Wait, is is this fantasy? Is this fantasy? What? Oh my god, it's happening! It's (laughs) happening!" Uh, There's a a website I go to, TheVerge.com. I love it. It's like a tech blog or whatever, and every every week they have trailers you need to see from this last week. And I, the second I saw Fantasy Island, I stopped everything I was doing. I watched it and then immediately texted you. Yes. And was like, Brad has to know about this. Yeah. And once you reminded me of it, I immediately uh, messaged uh, uh, Tammy and Claire. And Claire w- literally wrote a message about it at the exact same time. <laughs> it was nice. Great. It was great. So, uh, yeah. Very excited for that. Um, I'm sure there were other trailers. I don't remember, though. They couldn't have been that important. Like whatever. Apparently that's reels. apparently that fucking uh, Bridges movie's still happening. I think it's actually out now. Um, bridges? Yeah, the, yeah, the one where um, uh, Black Panther shuts down all the bridges because some people uh, murdered some cops. So he makes New York into like a trap for people that killed cops. Huh? Yeah, it's it's all about cops. Didn't that happen in the first Batman movie? Yeah, pretty much. Where they, like, took all the bridges off? Yeah, yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah, it's like that, only... But instead of, like, being about um, a character everyone likes, Batman, it's about cops. 
Okay, well that doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't no, fuck like that. No, not interested. Oh, you're gonna. Oh, some cops got killed, so you're gonna like, um, like, close off New York. Um, no thanks. You can't close off Manhattan. It doesn't no. make any sense whatsoever. Why don't no, you just find them? Yeah. How about you just let them go? Like they're heroes. Let them go. Like it's not that big a deal. Some cops got killed. Hmm. Probably deserved. So they got killed, and to stop them from getting off of Manhattan, they, clo- they detonate they all the bridges. Close all, they well, they don't detonate. They just close. Okay. They close all the bridges. Shut down all public transportation. Like you know, ruin everyone's life. Who were these cops? <sighs> I, who the fuck cares? I don't understand. It would take so much. I'm, and I, I know we got to get to die. I'm sorry. I, the premise yeah. of this is becoming more and more absurd to me. All right. This is the this is the straw that broke the back of that camel. What we're going to do is a few cops got killed. Shut everything down until we find the people who killed them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's some sort of dystopian future where it's like a police state. And that's how they're able to do this. Or by that, dystopian that, so people police state, you mean like right now? Um. You couldn't shut down all of New York like that I over, mean I mean it would have to be who would it would you even do that for the president maybe or yeah, like some yeah, like maybe. high level official I, I, I don't know if anyone would because like like economic factors would limit yeah. that yeah so I like listen the listen the, the fucking moneyed interest always went out in the end and though the cops are on the side of you know fascist capitalism of course uh, there is a lie that uh that they don't get to, they won't be able to cross, and that's fucking with other people's money. So, so is Black Panther a cop? Yeah. Okay, so the cops band together. Yeah, he's a hero cop. Um, hmm. Um, that's gonna find the cop killers. <laughs> fuck that shit. Also, fuck that movie where it's. Th- there's another movie that's out now that's. Uh, it's like this woman. Uh, uh, she's a cop, but she's also black. Oh, but she uncovers some cops uh, killing somebody, some dirty cops, and now, and now they're coming after her. But oh gosh, but black people don't trust her because she's a cop. So it's cops versus black people. But the whole movie, because I have heard, like I heard a podcast talking about this, is that it's like trying to both sides cops and black people, and I'm like, wow. Um, no, thank you, no, thank you, movie. Yeah, no, 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 thanks, no, thanks. Who wrote this? Not interested. Hmm. And I think the, at the end of the movie, it's like, we all need to come together or something. And I'm like, how about no? How about no? Aye, man. Like, so fuck all these pro-cop movies. At first I thought you were talking about Watchmen. And was like, what? No. No. The no, movie with a similar kind of theme. What we're just are we doing, we, we made a lot of movies uh, where there's a good black cop. Um, so we can talk about cops and racism. Uh, but you know what? Um, no, cops are fascists. Um, it's an inherently organ- um, racist organization. I'm not interested. No, thank you. Goodbye. So, a doctor sleep. Yes. Yes. Let's let's talk about uh, um, Doctor Sleep. What a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, friends. If you love The Shining, okay. I'm sure. You've always thought to yourself, 
I love this movie. It's so atmospheric and neat and has a sense of dread and and really explores like some um, some psychological issues. And you just see uh, an amazing performance by Jack Nicholson as he slowly deteriorates and uh, the terror that his family's in because of this in this uh, very uh, uh, um, this uh, this small uh, location where they're all trapped. Oh, it's it's a great movie. I love this movie. But what it needs, <laughs> what it's missing, is inept hat-wearing vampires. Oh. Good luck. G- good news, friends. Good news. We got that movie now. <laughs> this is a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> like, I mean, Brad, it's a Stephen King movie. Yeah, All this exactly. stuff's getting optioned. Oh, boy. Oh, and is this a dumb one? Like, this is... I, this is shockingly dumb. I mean, it's Stephen King, of course. Uh, and But, like, the movie, I'll say, yeah, it's well made. It's fine. It's well done for what it is. But it is such an idiotic story. <laughs> it's insane. I don't know what triggered in my mind or, like, clicked. But when you said it's a Stephen King movie and it's dumb, like all Stephen King stuff, it really clicked with me that to think, oh yeah, all Stephen King's stories and stuff are just kind of dumb. Yeah, like it, kind of dumb. Dumb. I mean, it's it's scary and it's what it is, but it's kind of dumb. The one where the uh, washing machine comes to life and stalks somebody—that's super dumb. Which one is that one? That's one of his short stories. Oh, the tall okay. grass that they recently adapted. Also, kind of dumb as a concept. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know why Dreamcatcher kind of dumb Dreamcatcher Dream definitely dumb one of the dumbest dumb. one of the dumbest super dumb yeah so He's, how does I the thing is vampires what, oh god it's so stupid what's shocking about this movie is and I, Chris messaged me uh, on Twitter he's he's apparently going through the book now which I was oh wow I'm, Chris I'm, yeah I'm I am definitely curious about the book not curious enough to read it because I've endured way too many Stephen King books in the last short period of time. Um, never again. I'm done. I'm not doing it. No podcast is going to trick me into it. <laughs> uh, you not- but I, it's the thing is the movie is is very much a sequel to the Stanley Kubrick The Shining movie, mm-hmm. uh, which again is a good movie. Uh, but That's a good strategy from like a movie making standpoint. Because I mean, who's read the book and everyone? The movie is iconic. Why would yeah. you not? Well, the thing is, Stephen King hates the movie, though he hates it. He's always hated it. He, that's why he made he did like his own TV version, um, like in like the late '90s, early 2000s, I think, with uh, Steve Weber from Wings. Um, oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was not it Brian? as good. <laughs> is that the name of the brother on Wings who? Flies the plane? I do not know. I don't know his real name. I just know his character names. It makes sense that that guy would fly off the handle. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. So Stephen King like notably hates Stanley Kubrick. Shining. Apparently, Claire was telling me that uh, it was just that was like part of the deal because they were just the studios were rushing to make anything Stephen King um, because of you know the success of it and just trying to make some more money. Uh, so this was like, oh, well, we've never made this book into a movie, and the only way the director would do it is if he got to make it a sequel to the Stanley Kubrick version. And Stephen King apparently needs money for some reason. Like, 
do you need any more money? You just sit on Twitter making really stupid uh, boomer uh, uh, political takes. I mean, when you're rich, more money doesn't hurt you. I mean, it does. But, but you know what like does hurt wanna... me is the very dumb antics of Donald Trump. Hmm. Thanks, Stephen King. Cool take. <laughs> Can't wait till till Robert Mueller steps in. Really, dog. All right. I mean, whatever. He's making so much money because they did the Shining stuff in uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen King lives on, like, a stack of money. Like, his, all of his furniture is made of, like, the finest uh, shredded $100 bills. It's... He is all money. He has so much fucking money. So, I know in the book, which I have not read, but I know this because I've been reading some reviews of the new movie, uh partially inspired because i'm not a stephen king fan at all really by your comments on twitter i was like i gotta find out more about this before we talk about it because i know brad's gonna want to talk about it Mm -hmm. in the book they burn down the hotel that they're at in the movie they don't and they go back there right Mm -hmm. okay so that's already i don't know if that was what stephen king was like how dare you change this so much i mean that's a pretty giant shift in setting, I would think. I, I just can't... I, I, I Chris hadn't gotten there yet, but I, I'm just curious of how it works because, yeah, the last the last uh, um, quarter of the movie is all taking place in the hotel because um, they go back there and it's all, you know, boarded up and everything. Um, but it makes sense. But I don't know what they would do in the book. Like, it's... <laughs> like, it can't be good. Like, So the little kid has, like, magic because he's got something called The Shining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... In the book, or in the movie, there's ghosts, or there's some sort of, like, something at the hotel that makes Jack Nicholson go crazy, and eventually he's, like, absorbed into the house, and he's in that painting at the end, or picture at the end, whatever. So in a movie, I could see, immediately, I'm like, alright, they go back to the hotel, he uses the ghosts to help him fight off whatever these vampire things are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I you- get it, I'm like, alright, fair enough. How do you, how do you, what do you do in the book? Uh, great question. I, I got a million questions. Uh, but again, I cannot... I, we cannot skip over inept hat-wearing shining vampires. I need more explanation about these vampires. It is so stupid. It is wildly stupid. I mean, wildly stupid. <laughs> Are they like Twilight vampires? Are they okay. like... So, and rice vampires. So what the what the, what the deal is? See these vampires. I mean, they don't drink blood. Okay. They eat. They eat shining. So people that have the shining, they they suck the shining out of them. Um, with the, and they like it likes like it's like a like a mist that comes out of their breath as they're torturing and killing them. Whoa! So you only have a limited amount of shining in you. Not too unlike the force. We have metachlorians in your blood. Mm. Yeah. So they 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 drink your metachlorians as a mist that comes well, out. Yeah. Well, basically, like um, our main uh, um, vampire woman who who wears a hat. Now, Alex, I'm sure you're wondering uh, what her name is. Um, if it's not Carmen San Diego, why do I why do I care? Alex, please don't be ridiculous. Um, Rebecca Ferguson's character would not be named Carmen San Diego. Her name is Rose the Hat. <laughs> So is Rose host to a sentient hat? Please because I have her, to ask. Please use her full name, Rose the Hat. 
Well, am I referring to the hat that the woman wears or the woman who wears the hat? The woman who wears the hat is named Rose the Hat. Okay. So that is her name. Her hat mm-hmm. does not have its own intelligence. I have to ask because it's no. Stephen King and there's a lot of crazy shit. Great question. No, I understand. That's an important question. Yeah. My name is Rose the Hat. I changed it. Didn't like my old name. I feel more like a hat. I mean, all, all of our vampires have great, great Stephen King names. There's also Crow Daddy. Okay, guy also, who really likes crows. Also, Snakebite Andy. Look, there's a band of misfit uh, shining vampires. They have nicknames. They also, think they're cool. Also, Apron Annie. Also, Barry the Chunk. Also, Grandpa Flick. Very, wait, did you say Barry the Chunk? Barry the Chunk, yes. Okay. Also, Silent Sari and Diesel Doug. Stephen King, what are you doing, man? Hey, Stephen King. Like, do you not have enough money? Like, could you just, could you just fuck off already? <laughs> like, like, why do they have weird names like this? I don't know. Is this a fantasy and I don't know about it? Does it take place in like a medieval, like Lord of the Rings setting? Because those are just stupid fantasy names. Um, When I said that, uh, Siri t- spoke up and Siri says, I won't respond to that. Hmm. So, you don't have to, Siri. Please don't, Siri. I would never ask you to. Um, I, it is, and so you're like, okay, well, there's these weird shining vampires. Cool, I guess. Um, and one, like, the first one you meet, like, they're, they're going to recruit her in. Um, and it's like, oh, this one actually seems pretty neat because she's got, like, a cool little story going on. And, like, it's possibly the, the only interesting character in the movie. And, like, after we're introduced to her, then she's just part of the vampires and she gets killed halfway through. And it's like, Great. The only interesting character we had is dead now. Cool. Great. Thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wow. Also, you also find out very late in the game that not only... I mean, they're vampires, of course. They live a long life. But, like, one of these motherfuckers um, has apparently been around since Roman times. Wow. First of all, like, we know they, they survive by eating The Shining. Yeah. And like they've been complaining cuz like oh there's not there's not as many people that have the shining anymore. So uh, there's a lot less for us to eat. And so they're starting to age. But like they killed somebody like 3 years ago. Also, they store the extra. Like they they get their fill and then they put the rest of the mist into canisters. So they've got like a refrigerator full of shining mist. Whoa. Um which is like I listen, you're shining vampires just eat the fucking shining. Why yeah. do I have to see your shining storage system? This is dumb. <laughs> also, How did, why are you? Why? Are, why is this a problem? You've got like eight canisters of shining. You apparently only need to eat this like at once a year. It seems like. Why do you have so much of it stored? I think you're fine. It's their hoard out, friend. It's their bunker. <laughs> like, stop hoarding, motherfuckers. That's weird. But because they, yeah, they say they're from they've there's one that at least one of them has been around since Roman times. I'm like, but like considering like the size of population and everything, I I don't understand how this works. No, that doesn't make any sense. How how have you why it's it's so hard to find shining now? Was there just a lot more of it back in the day when there was less people? Like how does this? No, fuck this. No, this is stupid. This whole little the one thing you've added onto the shining. To, like, make a second Shining. The most desperate cash grab I've ever seen in my life. Um, 
is the stupidest part of this. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think in my mind, like, is it fluoride in the water? That's what keeps the sh- people from, you know, like, giving birth to shining uh, kids. Like, what would you... Because uh, you're right, there were far less people back in the Roman times. Yeah, if there yeah. was a plenty of a shining, why would you ever move away from Europe? Like, why did you... And you're well, right. Also, you, you know, have... the, sh- the shining can be dulled by by drugs and things. So we're all we're also doing we're doing our uh, our alcohol metaphors because you know it's Stephen King and The Shining and whatever. And <sighs> huh, motherfucker so... has to we- um, weave in the fucking twelve step program into everything. So are there cool. a lot of these vampire groups or just this one? Well, there's only the one, but they tell us uh, um, well, when uh, he finally kills off uh, Rose the Hat. Um, he's like, ah, do you think we're the only ones? There's more of us out there. Ha 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 How? You're barely getting by as it is with your shining storage. And also, they just hang, they basically are in a caravan of RVs, and all we see them doing is just, like, hanging out at, like, like, in, like, the woods. Like, it is the lamest vampire life. At one point, they say, oh, we've been around since Roman times. We're wealthy and powerful and connected. Like, you motherfuckers drive around the middle of nowhere in an RV. Like, you're like lame-ass hillbillies. Yeah, they're lying. <laughs> like, you suck. You all suck. You're the lamest characters. And then we find out, um, like, uh, Danny is, like, he's just been, like, a drifting, like, a drunken asshole, like, for years. Like, I... Uh, it's great. He wore away a shining? Danny's the kid, right? Yeah, yeah, he's grown up, and now he's Ewan McGregor. Um, oh. Yeah, it's... So there's a kid that has, like, super shining, right? Yeah. And they think they can, like, siphon her off. Yeah, and they're going to get her. But uh, then uh, Danny Torrance is like, I I don't want to get involved, but I guess I have to. Because, you know... uh, uh, ghost of uh, not Scatman Carruthers um, is like, hey, Danny, come on, man. This is the last time I'm going to visit you as a ghost, and uh, I, you know, you got to go help the kid. Don't stop being an asshole. <laughs> so they kill all the vampires. There's more of them out there. They, they, yeah, they kill, and really, they kill all the vampires except Rose the Hat. She's the one that gets away, and that's like halfway through the movie. And then we Whoa. gotta go to then we gotta go to the fucking hotel so that the ghost can kill Rose the Hat, and it is so anticlimactic because it's pretty much he just goes in there and he's like, "All right, all right, now we gotta wait for her to get here. Okay, now she's here. Get her, ghosts, and then the ghosts get her, and then the ghosts try to get him, and then he blows up the hotel. End of movie. Is he inside? Yeah, he dies. Oh. Spoiler alert: If anyone cared about this stupid ass movie, um. Would that really stop the ghosts? If you blow up the hotel, I mean, because are ghosts tied to like the land? Would well, they still get you? The, the thing is, like, had, death doesn't mean anything to a ghost. Well, the ghost had followed him after the hotel, but he he trapped them in mind boxes in his mind. Um, but he let them out to get her, which does lead to an incredibly hilarious scene in which they're in his m- mind uh, uh, maze and. Uh, Rose the Hat is uh, trying to get uh, little Abra. Her name is Abra, by the way, as in Abracadabra, because um, she's magic. Um, uh, Rose the Hat is trying to get little Abra, and what she doesn't, she, but she thinks she's in little Abra's mind, but she's in fact in Danny Torrance's mind, and that's and she realizes that as a giant box is sneaking up on her, and by a giant box, I mean a giant box is sneaking up on Rose the Hat. 
What is this fucking movie? It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Is it like a cardboard box? No, it's like a big ornate like box. But okay, it's like, so like it's gonna. Wow, and it grabs her. Like it's going to, but then she's like, "Wait a minute, I'm not in your mind. I'm in his mind. Get me out of here." Vampire These mind boxes, man. This is. I just. Can't. We have the memory warehouse in. Mm-hmm. So now you have mind boxes. Yeah. And mind mazes in a hotel. Does yeah. Jack Nelson's character come back? Like with CG? Yeah. Do they digitize him back? No. Um, Elliot from ET is playing Jack Nicholson. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It's real weird. No, no, friend. They had the budget. They they digitized, and it looks just like Jack Nicholson would, from back in the they, day. They chose to... I think they made a very bad call. In, I think they should have done... I, maybe Jack Nicholson wouldn't sign off on it. I don't know. Um, like, the the woman they got to play uh, the mother, I think she, she actually... She looks enough like her and enough different that it works, and I like it. I think she's good. Um, but having um, this dude play Jack Nicholson, it's just off. It's just a little off. Hmm. And it's it's like a weird uncanny valley where I'm like, okay, I see that he's supposed to be Jack Nicholson, but it looks like a real discount Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it Like... Uh, when they did The Shining at Halloween Horror Nights last year, like there was like I think like two main guys that uh, did Jack Nicholson, and one of them looked more like Jack Nicholson, and one of them looked less like Jack Nicholson, and it's like they got <laughs> less Jack Nicholson, and it was just always like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> hmm. You gotta digitize that stuff now. Yeah, they should have. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, I would, pr- I, I would just prefer you make get somebody that looks less like Jack Nicholson. Like, or don't show the face. But they, there you go. Uh, they were trying to show him in profile, so he looked more like Jack Nicholson for a while, but he didn't, and it was weird. It's a weird movie. Um, I'm going to say interesting instead of nice. not a fun nice. ride, just for the record, because it is interesting, because it is fucking stupid. Huh. Huh. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's Dr. Sleep. Oh, by the way... Uh, do they say the phrase Dr. Sleep in, in the film? Yeah, they get that. They get the phrase in there. Do you know why they call him Dr. Sleep, Alex? Take a guess. Um, because he has gotten, maybe he helps people sleep. Hmm, interesting. If he's a doctor of sleep, Mm -hmm. he's either peddling drugs to make people, like, conk out. Maybe he's an anesthesiologist. I've recently gone through something like that. Yeah. Or maybe he's someone who helps people that uh, suffer from insomnia? Mm-hmm. Or what if he's like the night janitor at the old folks' home and uh, there's a guy that's like dying um, and a psychic cat lets him know he's going to die? Whoa, Don't worry cats about that. Are psychic? Don't, yeah, you know, you, you know, cat comes in there and that's how he knows he's going to die. Uh, God, and Hugh McGregor many... follows the cat and there's like, hey, cat, get out of here. And old man's like, no, 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 I know I'm going to die. And he's like, what? Oh, well, no, yeah, you're going to be all right. Oh, it's all right. It's all right, doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm just the janitor. No, no, you're a doctor. You're a doctor. Well, why don't you just, why don't you just sleep and get some rest? Sleep. Doctor sleep. That's who you are. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so, Stephen King, I'm going to guess you came up with the name Doctor Sleep as a cool book title first, and then somehow worked it into your movie. <laughs> Are your book? Both. Who knows? I mean, cool. 
An old man's like, oh, a confused old man says he's Dr. Sleep because he thinks he's a doctor and he tells him to sleep. Great idea. Where, where do you come up with these ideas, Stephen King? Should I read your book about writing so I can learn the secrets of your great ideas, Stephen King, famous writer? I could read your book and learn all about writing. Cool. Cool. Maybe I should just read your tweets to get some ideas about writing so I can learn to be a great writer like Stephen King. And I can also learn that this Donald Trump guy seems like a pretty bad fella. Cool. Cool. I Hashtag okay boomer. <laughs> I'm still hung up on a psychic cat. Mm, are you? Does the psychic cat follow them to the hotel and help? No, he's just there in, in the doctor scenes. Missed opportunity. They needed just, to really that sell that psychic bullshit cat. bullshit about a cat that can sense when people are going to die that's never been a thing and is stupid. Well, there's that. But in my mind, if you have a psychic cat, one, he can talk to it probably. And him and the cat should just like team up because yeah. those vampires are not going to see a cat coming. That sounds more interesting than like here, ghosts, hop out of my mind box and eat this vamp, this hat wearing vampire. How many ghosts are inside the cat's mind box? Does this mm. mean the cat has the shining? Interesting. Interesting. You're making a better movie, friend. You're making a better movie. Like well, we could probably get it optioned. Give it like a decade, and we'll be able to make the real. I mean, everything is a reboot of a reboot. Maybe we'll do the reboot of Dr. Sleep. <laughs> it's a movie. It is a movie. I think when we do it, I want you as a background character. Like, you. And when something ridiculous happens, you, like, either spit a drink out or, like, cough really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, when he says... Doctor Sleep, that's who you are. You just start laughing maniacally in the background. Are you kidding me? And like, just leave it all in there. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I've never heard anything so stupid. Why would you say that phrase? Hmm. I knew there was another thing I needed to discuss. Um, not a trailer, friend, but I gotta talk about these fucking, these fucking uh, student films again. I know it's been a while. Oh. I know it's been a while. Because I forget to mention them, and they're oh. <laughs> I okay. I'll talk. About, the previous months was also terrible. I'll get that one out of the way first because it's not as bad. But it's basically um, an old dad and his teen daughter, and uh, the bit of it is uh, he keeps saying, "Oh, you can you can get the you can get the movie tickets on your phone," and daughter's like, "You didn't know that." So that's the joke. You can imagine how that works. Is that um, the only joke? That of course it's the only joke. These these movies are thirty seconds long. Like so, it's they do it like three times, and uh, so actually they probably do it four times just so they can make it awkward. It's it, it's bad. It's bad. And then like the last one is like at the very end of the at, they're in the movie theater watching the movie, and the and daughter, the daughter's like, Dad, this is perfect, and the dad's like, You didn't know that? Doesn't really work. Doesn't really make sense. That that's not. Doesn't really apply. Also, you're terrible actors. Also, this is stupid. This isn't funny. Um, Does the giant title, uh, uh, like, text come up on the screen that says, Okay, Boomer? <laughs> it should. Because that would mean yeah. it would be awesome. Uh, and at that point, apropos, I... It's, it's, they're bad. But the most recent one, the most recent one, I, I can't... Guys, again, I, we, I know I've talked about this before. It's been a while. But if you're unaware... Basically, Coca-Cola and Regal have mm -hmm. teamed up 
to help to help some some uh, young filmmakers in film school get their start by letting them make short films to show before their movies. And by short films, we mean commercials for Riga, Regal and Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's all they are. They are commercials. Like, it's but every time, like now it's like uh, Olivia Wilde's there, and it's like, um, I'm so happy to be uh, in cooperation with Regal and Coca-Cola to help young filmmakers start their dream. You're making commercials. You're making shitty 30-second commercials. This is no one's dream. Like, fuck all of you people. Uh, is she in the commercials? No, she's introducing it because. She's oh. somehow I don't I don't understand why Olivia Wilde's part of this now. I but See, somehow that would be she's another... introdu- she's introducing them before they introduce their movie. In my mind, it would be great if here's an idea. Mm-hmm. She okay, kids, you got to make a commercial. It has to have Coke, has to have Regal, and it has to have <laughs> actor Olivia Wilde in it. Oh my God, I I would feel Go, so right with it, kids. I would feel so bad for her. If can you imagine her taking direction from oh, <laughs> from stupid children, like A junior year oh, film student? So and then she's like, "Hi, I'm Susie Nara, and I'm Laurel Sobinson. Please enjoy our movie. It's not a movie. It's a commercial. It's a commercial." And this one, so uh, there's these two women, and they're going to see a movie. And they're texting back and forth, like, oh, you better hurry. It'll be starting soon. Gotta get my popcorn and Coca-Cola first. Just texting, texting, couple of texts. And then it's like, um, the one one sits down and it's like, is, are you ready? It's like, I am ready. And what you learn is, oh my gosh, they're they're in different theaters. They're text they're both seeing their sisters in different places, seeing the same movie. They're seeing it together, but separate. And they're texting before and after, because the movies are magic or whatever the fuck. So warming is it though? Aww. Because as like that's this, cute. As this woman's walking out of the movie theater, like one she, of them gets like mugged. She's talking to her sister, and the on other the one's phone. helpless. She's like, "Hey, oh wow! Can you believe the visual? The visual effects in this film were amazing. The visual effects <laughs> in this film were amazing. Listen, listen, <laughs> film students, film students, please listen. Time for your lesson. Um." When you're writing your script for your 30-second film, no one that's a human has ever said the phrase, the visual effects were amazing. That's not what humans say. Maybe, maybe assholes that are film students say the phrase, the visual effects were amazing. Um, if so, film students have to be stopped. Like, you cannot, like, it's an inhuman phrasing. It's an absolutely inhuman, unnatural phrasing. And I don't understand why a 30-second commercial made by film students at some of, like, the most prestigious schools in the country... Like, I I'm, I mean, obviously, we know the answer. The answer is these are all, like, wealthy, like, failed children of, of assholes that, like, were able to bribe or pay their, their stupid-ass kids' way into these schools. And I... Monstrous. Monstrous... Uh, fuck capitalism. Fuck it all. These people, you're not allowed to make a film if you put in a script. A 30 second script. The visual effects were amazing. No one's ever said those words together as a human. It's not a thing you say. You're walking out of a movie. Oh, the visual effects in this film were amazing. Are you a robot from outer space? <laughs> Again, I would have you in these remakes of these movies, oh, shot for shot, be the same, but then you would just be in the background laughing. 
are just... saying like, what the fuck did you just say? Hey, did you call those visual effects? Ooh, I saw a visual spectacular effect movie. <gasps> Look at me as I talk like a robot. What are you filming a commercial? And then it's like da na na, Coke and Regal. Oh, I can't deal with this shit. Like, what is this world we live in? See, the first one about like the best titled one, the OK Boomer one, which I'm just imagining yes. in my mind runs away. To, that's really funny. You see OK Boomer at the end, but if it doesn't have that. It's like, what the fuck is this? The one about the sisters in different theaters is charming in its own way, and I understand that. But if you don't have, like, something at the end to give it even more of a twist, you ain't making a film. Why isn't this, like, do you believe the special effects in that film? I can't, and I also can't believe that they're about to take you. What? <laughs> and then, like, someone has nowhere, and then it's like, I will find you. Like, you set up something else. Mm-hmm. Anything else? It oh. could be, uh, you know, um, it's Alex, not you unbelievable. You can't do that though, because really, we're here to promote Regal and Coca-Cola, and that's not the sort of, uh, you know, we're trying to create a, a family-friendly. We're trying to really just showcase the product um, in our film. Let's make it even more like saccharine. Uh, can you believe special election that film? I can't believe that he bought you a ring. What? And out of nowhere, everyone in the theater is like their family, except for this one sister who lives in another city. And then her <laughs> fiance, or soon to be fiance, she didn't even know was there, takes his hoodie off and his glasses and he proposes to her. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I, if they had had an extra 20 seconds, and they'd I could like, have seen Wow. That. And but then the same you gotta, father. You also, to, you also have to realize the acting would be now you have so many other people that are required to act and none of these film students can find people that know how to act so it's gonna be even more awkward oh yeah because they're all uh well they got olivia wilde <laughs> yeah I forgot. that was just I forgot <laughs> <Olivia Wilde's in. laughs> would you have her play the sister or would you give your friend in film school the break to be the one that's like the other sister Mm, like, how do you use that. Olivia Wilde in both of those? I, I know. I think she. I think you would make her a visual effects sister because you would have to hope that if anyone's going to be able to say that line, like a real actress could maybe try to do it. Uh, what if Olivia Wilde plays every character? Oh, okay. Even the dad, the old boomer dad. <laughs> yeah, just like give her makeup. Let's give her visual effect makeup. God, I just, like, it's... That would be more interesting. That would take these commercials up a notch. I don't know why these have to be so bad. Like, I, like, what is the fucking deal? That one you sent last time this happened. I mean, all of those were garbage, but... Yeah, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find them now, because I... God, yeah. I really want to watch this I one. Want, I want to watch want both. You, yeah, I want you to see these. I want to do a remix where we add the OK Boomer line. Oh, I found OK Boomer. No oh, God. I'm Olivia Wilde, director of Booksmart. I'm excited to join Coca-Cola Regal Films in giving a voice you to young excited. filmmakers. You are excited. I'm Cooper. I'm Tyler. We're from NYU. Enjoy our film. Wait, how do I send an emoji? Dad, emojis are <laughs> right here. You didn't know that? <laughs> I have the tickets here. You could buy them on your phone? Yeah, you didn't know that? This is perfect. You didn't know that? 
it would be perfect if you dropped that line in there. <laughs> I really would. Oh. That was a nut. There's so much wasted space in this thing that's not even good and cinematic. It's bullshit. There's no cinematography in, like, the lingering shot of her. Like, this is perfect. This is just... This is an affront to everything Regal's trying to do, I think. I mean... I, yeah, I don't... These are... It's bullshit. They're just I'm shocking. mad now, friend. I, I am I mad. I want to find visual effects, damn it. So I'm... I'm at the website, and I have all of them. There's oh, a okay. Choose Happy. It happened like this. Where are you at in all this? Because I also just watched it happen like this, which is bullshit, too. Oh, I, I just finished rewatching uh, the the exchange. Oh, and I just want to correct the phrases. The visual effects were so good. Which is even uh, worse than what I said. Yeah. The visual effects worse. were so good. Were they so good? Were they so good? Cool. Um, so far, the Big Wish looks like the best one. All right, I got to watch Big Wish here. From both <laughs> visual effects standpoint. Oh, fuck yeah. This is the this is the winner. The Big Wish is the winner. Leaps and bounds. It happened like this is bullshit. Choose happy is, is like a bad commercial. You didn't know that. Also not good. I'm Olivia Wilde, director of Booksmart. I'm excited to join Coca-Cola Regal Films in giving a voice to young filmmakers. I'm Jamie. And I'm Thais. We're from the new school. Enjoy our film. Oh my god. The visual effects were so good. We have to watch the next one together. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. So not only do we get... Can you believe that movie? And they're immediately outside in front of Regal? Like, I, what was the rest of the conversation? So after like the five minute walk or three minute walk from the theater there, suddenly, the visual effects were so good. We gotta watch the next one together. In my mind... This thing was shot completely different and was much better than the th- shit I just saw. I'll say it. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. The only one, the big wish, right? Is that the best one in your mind? Have you seen I this mean, one yet with yeah, the genie? Uh, yeah, I, I, that's the first, this is the first I've seen that one. Um, I, I, I will say, yeah, I guess it's the best. It's, yeah, I the, guess. It has, at least it's not the same stuff of oh i'm in a movie theater it's like hey i'm not even in a theater i want to be in my happy place take me there genie the genie hey that would have been my wish too it's also doubles the meat cute i don't know what's gonna happen to these two characters but i like it yeah there's also have like special effects the dude has pointed ears he's a genie yeah the exchange is good in an idea but very poorly executed and the the visual effects are are so good i would say it has some shots that are okay but again Children filmed this. Are kids not watching movies? They have Regal Pass. Listen, they can see movies and see how the, you're supposed to film these, these things. These are the I failed feel... children of the of the elite. Like this is what happens when we let fucking when wealthy people like let their kids go to fucking film the school. Dude, I don't. I... Thanks for bringing these up. Yeah, yeah. I am. Ooh. You didn't know that? Okay, boomer. <laughs> just 
the worst actors. Who the, who the fuck They're so bad. These, these are so awful, and they're not movies. They're commercials. Stop pretending. Oh, we're giving we're giving young filmmakers a chance. No, you're not. These aren't films. Hold up one second. You made a contest so a bunch of assholes would make a commercial for you. So you don't have to properly pay them. Because there isn't an adult, or at least I hope there isn't an adult other than Olivia Wilde, um, by these kids. Because when these kids make these horrible casting choices and these horrible decisions as far as, like, filming, surely there's not an adult supervisor, like, gritting their teeth saying, Yeah, yeah, great. It's gonna be great. Mm. Oh, boy. Friends, it's that super special... Time of the week where we discuss Nancy Drew. We're going to put a minute on the clock, and Brad will have to summarize this episode of Nancy Drew to as close a minute as possible. Wait, are we doing this or no? Are we doing what? The summary. Of course we are. Why wouldn't I? That's what I wanted to hear. Just making sure you were in this to win this, friends. Friend. It's a show. We always do it for a show. Um, yeah. The name, The Curse of the Wayward Spirit. I'm a little concerned that it's not the mystery of the wayward spirit, spirit, but the case is fine, I guess. It's a um, case. It's, it's a not case. a mystery. We, they already know. They already know. <laughs> it's a wayward spirit. I mean, so we, now it's become an official case. Well, the, the mystery was last week. Now it's the case. Ah. So, um, you got a minute. You go horrendously under. You're a chump. If you go over, you've forgotten what side of October Road you belong on, the November side. Um, and uh, 55, hey, look, if you get in a minute, you're a Braveheart, and that's all that really matters. I mean, I know you're going to go there. If, if, if something else happens, I'll I'll explain more rules to people if they're really concerned. Hmm. I have a minute almost on the clock. You tell me when you're ready. All right, give me a second, give me a second. <clears throat> all right, all right, I'm, I can do this. I can do this. Okay, you're going on go. Three. Two, one, go. Uh, friends, it's the case of the wayward spirit. Uh, George is possessed by Tiffany's ghost. Uh, as we know, Tiffany died in the first episode. Um, we didn't we didn't talk about that part on the podcast last week. Uh, uh, but uh, George was sleeping with uh, Tiffany's husband, and she put the ring back on her in the last episode in her coffin, but she didn't use the mirror to seal the ritual. So the ghost uh, possessed George, and that's what's going on, and that's just a thing. Luckily, George's mom knows all the tricks about getting ghosts out. Um, Nancy wants to talk to Tiffany's ghost to find out what the secret is, uh, but also uh, Ned wants to get the flash drive back from Tiffany's sister, who snuck into his place and stole it, so she can read the secret documents, but she doesn't have the password. Um, of course, Ned knows the password, but ghost Tiffany tells him the password just in case anyway, um, so they cater a thing, and it's real weird. Uh, they get the ghost out and all seems well, I guess, and they're gonna solve the mystery. What? One minute? He did it again. Did it again, 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 again. Well done. I'm actually surprised you got so much into that minute. Because there was a lot of just, like, random, interesting things that happened in this. Now, I... Brad, you've seen all the episodes. I've only seen the first episode, mm-hmm. and then this episode, yeah. and I got a lot of questions. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to begin, um, 
But Georgia, George Fan, seems different than the last time we saw it. And so does Nancy. And so does Ned Nick Nickerson. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, is, everyone seemed really white in the pilot. Uh-huh. But I well, think because it was like, like I think that's a thing, you know. I think some you know, they they wanted to get you comfortable with the characters. Um so they're worried the CW, maybe maybe it's just a lot of white people. So they they start off and they seem whiter, but I think they you know, as the series goes on, they they're um, not white anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we knew Ned, Ned was weird and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I, what's the word? Maybe he's a chump. Maybe that's a word I can use for a Ned. Oh. He, he didn't, he was a chump and then he's a little different now, but he kind of scares me. He lingers at Nancy a lot more. Well, they're dating. Whoa. They're fucking. So they went from the first episode, her kissing him on the cheek and being like, oh, whoa, shy guy. I can't tell her how I feel. Just straight up fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> on the sly. No, no, I think so. It's out knows. in the open that they're boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend. Okay, good. Yeah. Because anytime he's very possessive, anytime she was talking to some hot dude, he would kind of like alpha up a little bit and linger on. Yeah. I thought he had something to do with the girl that died. He well, he does because she was the one that. Um, uh, testified against him um, that sent him to uh, uh, jail for a period of time. Um, um, but later she regretted it because she didn't actually witness him commit the crime, um, the uh, manslaughter. Um, but she just said she did for some reason. Um, but then she felt guilty about it, so she visited him in jail and brought him books. It's weird. It's Whoa. very weird. You hit me with a lot of stuff because I... Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting that at all. Because yeah. later, early in the episode, he does say something about this. The first book she gave me. Yeah. And I'm thinking I missed a lot, but I didn't. I didn't realize I missed incarceration. Jail does a lot of a hard time. Yeah. Will change a person. Ned what seems like a totally different person. What happened in three episodes? <laughs> so what's George's story? We see George's family this time around, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like, they're definitely into the occult. Mm-hmm. Um, George is, I guess, raising the family or something because mom seems is... to be the breadwinner. Yeah, because mom. Uh, well, apparently, I I assume they they live over a, a coin operated laundromat. So I assume mom's mom's works the laundromat and also um, makes spooky spells and things of the occult Sh- nature. Straight up a witch or just like an amateur witch? Um, is she hexing question. people or is she just um? I mean, I think we just got a case of magical Asians. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think that's what we're doing here. It's Oh, it's the Ooh. magic of the Orient. Cool. And George is Asian now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ned is African American. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that in the pilot. I mean, I like, listen, I... some people say they don't see color. And I guess for that one episode of Nancy Drew, I didn't either. You didn't. Uh, why I is see, Nancy? I don't see age either because the dad seems much younger after that pilot that we watched. <laughs> True. Like, a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Is he like a vampire? Great question. Great question. I he may be a murderer. Uh, be- oh, really? Oh, and I, this I'm sure this was confusing, Alex. The fact that there's two ghost stories going on. Don't know if you realized. I did um, not. Um, because see, there's the ghost that uh, the mystery that Nancy's trying to solve uh, with the dress that was in the ground, 
And um, at the end, when she's looking at the, uh, when she's digging up the uh, um, high school uh, time capsule, um, that's, she's investigating a mystery um, of a ghost that's haunting her because she found the dress of the ghost um, in her attic. And she thinks her parents may have killed someone. She found the, she found the clothes of someone? She found a bloody dress in her attic. And this ghost is the person who died or affiliated with that ghost? Yes. Yes. Okay. And we have another ghost, which was another woman who died, mm-hmm. who was married to some rich dude. Mm-hmm. And that woman uh, got Ned in the slammer and then befriended him later. Did Nancy visit while he was in the slammer? No, she didn't know him then. She just met him recently. No, no, that's not, no. Wait, so wait a minute. So before we saw in the I pilot, mean, she, she he had served him, she, time before then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Now it makes more sense. Yeah. Wow, okay. I'm just trying to get my bearings here. A lot again. They just didn't talk lot. they didn't talk about it in that uh, um in that treasure episode that we watched. Didn't <laughs> didn't I guess they didn't have time. They just wanted to get us straight into a mystery. So there's a diner now? Yeah, yeah. George like a, George uh, appar- who is apparently like eighteen years old, owns and runs a diner. Hmm. She's the boss. Where'd you get the seed money? That's a great question. And that's a mystery I once solved mm, on the first season. Maybe from the spooky season. spooks. Or maybe from the rich guy um, who she was having an affair with. That's how she got the money. Could be. Hush money. Sugar daddy money. Maybe. I will blow up your spot if you do not give me enough money because you're super rich to open up this crab shack or whatever it is. It's like a lobster shack. I mean, seafood shacky. Seafood shack. It's a seafood shack of sorts. There's a moment where like it's open and they're all kind of like either opening the restaurant or they've been there for a minute, and then someone comes in to a catering order and they tell him to sit wherever he wants and there's no one else in the restaurant and I'm thinking this place either doesn't do good business or this just opened. Well, I don't know because I'm dizzy, partially from the meds I'm still taking and partially. <laughs> From the whirlwind Brad just threw at me, which I only got bits and pieces of through the actual show. Well, they do say, um, bit, um, mer- um, well, ghost stories are, um, you know, very popular in this town. Um, having a murder committed right outside the restaurant has been bad for business. I remember that now that you say yeah, it. Yeah, because Tiffany was murdered uh, right outside. Tiffany's murdered. That was the wife of the guy, the rich guy, mm-hmm. who... Georgia was sleeping with. Correct. And now, so there was something about how they had to like, in a previous episode, trap her in some sort of crystal or something, or like banish her. Don't be ridiculous. They had to give her back her wedding ring, which had been, I guess you could say stolen by Bess. Bess stole the ring. Um, cause she found it. Um, over by where that dead body was. And she was like, I'll just snatch this up because this is a very fancy ring. Um, now, finders keepers, or did she literally steal it? Like, she saw the ring, saw the dead body, looked around, and then pocketed it? Or was it just there and there was no dead body? She's like, oh, a fun ring. Cool. No, it was more like, oh, there's a dead body, and look, there's a ring. I think I'll snatch up the ring. Best did that? Yeah, yeah. Now, who the fuck is best? <laughs> <laughs> 
because I don't remember her in the pilot. No, she wasn't, she, I don't think she was in the pilot. No, no, not in the one we watched. No, no, she uh, she also works at the diner. Um, I, I, okay. Now uh, she um, we're we're led to believe early on in the series that uh, uh, she's staying with her wealthy family, um, but then they discover she's been sleeping in her van because Whoa. it turns out. She thinks she's related to this wealthy family in the town, um, but she's not really sure. Um, she may be distantly related, and she just wanted to come over here to meet her family, uh, but she hasn't had the chance to do that quite yet, and she's working at this shitty diner and sleeping in a van. So now she's staying with Nancy. Huh. Yeah. She also stole that ring, um, and a oh, ghost, a ghost sna- um, grabbed at her um, because of that in the last episode. She also has a romantic interest with a someone, right? Yes. And is that someone like a cop? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, 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 they're cover. They, uh, oh, I think she's she's some kind of driver. I think maybe she is a cop. She's a driver? She, I, I think they were. I think like a limo driver. Well, no, because there was Uber a driver. plot where they had to. Nancy was stealing things from the morgue. <laughs> so, keep, whoa, 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 what? To keep the people okay. that were coming to pick up the body of Tiffany from the morgue, um, uh, um, uh, Bess and Ace um, had to go delay uh, the car that was coming to pick up the body. So they uh, faked uh, um, I, uh, um, car trouble and were were uh, blocking the road, and that's uh, where this where they where this woman met uh, Bess. Someone driver for hire, or like a hearse driver, whoever picks up dead bodies, took a liking to her, been blown up her phone, and then now she's got a romantic interest. Because Bess seems more into the supernatural stuff that's literally happening. We've yeah. gone from uh, people like expert thieves who don't know how to launder their money correctly making up elaborate um treasure scenarios to avoid like taxes and like uh the feds to straight up ghosts straight up baywatch nights we went from baywatch to baywatch nights yeah yeah and i'm here for it absolutely that's why i love this show (laughs) who is ace oh boy uh so ace uh well seemingly early on he's just sort of like uh uh he's just like the seems to be like the like the stoner uh cook at the restaurant uh but what okay. we what we learn is um he has a well he had a relationship uh with tiffany's sister um oh previously um whom has just come back into town of course for the uh funeral and investigation um, oh, yeah. to find out what happened to her sister. Um, but also, he's undercover working for the cops. Oh, so he is an undercover cop. He's he's at least giving information to the cops. He seemed very morbid at one point. I thought he was going to be a serial killer, and he may still be before it's over. I mean, he's, he's fucking around with cops. Very possible. Bess S. says something, and he makes it a lot more morbid than it has to be. I'm just like... That's too weird, and we're lingering too much on him for this to not mean something in the future. Or, you know, maybe some students who were partnered with, who got their break with Regal and Coke, 
mm-hmm. were the people who directed this episode, and they just don't really know how to do anything. I doubt that. Though there is a scene where there's someone in the background yelling nonsense, where we have important dialogue happening in front, I think. Oh. <laughs> I was laughing. I couldn't I think stop. I it. it was a great... I don't think you missed it. You may have just... Oh, you missed probably the person talking in the background, yeah. like yelling in the background. All right, so now I know our cast of characters, mm-hmm. except for Detective Karen Hart, who I'm assuming was attached to Nancy's mother who's dead, like something around that case. So she is fucking Nancy's dad. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Scandal! Scandal! Nancy just found out about it. Wow. Okay, that makes a lot have, more sense than what I was thinking relationship. in my mind. And Nancy was not cool about it. She was like, what the fuck? You, keep in, you have a secret relationship? This is scandalous. My mom's only been dead for a year. Whoa. Really? I think so. Maybe maybe two years. I know, I think probably just a year. Because it was yeah, it was like her senior prom um, was when her mom died. So does that mean that her... It, we're suspecting her father of murder. If If you had a relationship with someone and you murdered someone together... And that person died. Let's say you did not kill that person. How long does it take for you to recover from that relationship to get back out there? Because that's wait, a traumatizing wait. experience. Wait, wait, who are we talking about now? I'm confused. So Ace uh-huh. is a cop. I'm purposely trying to confuse you now, but I'm tired, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> um, so we all know that when you have a relationship, sometimes, especially, let's just assume for all, like, Daddy drew um, up and up, let's just assume. Mm-hmm. It would take him a while to grieve and get over his wife before he got back out on the market. Seemingly. Even more so if there was a secret bloody dress in the attic that he may or may not have been affiliated with. But that's with. been there for, that's been, that dress has been in the attic for 19 years. It's come, It came with a house. We moved in and it was in there. Well, Nancy does have memories of when she was like five or something and seeing her parents uh, move the trunk uh, from the yard into the attic. But they is, found it in the backyard. Got, which is how she got into mysteries to begin with. Couldn't solve that one yet, could she, you? She blocked that memory. They didn't make reference to the lighthouse. You think that'd be like a big thing yeah, that they would have? Talk about that. I, you know, I guess, listen, there was a big storm recently. Maybe, maybe it's been damaged. Ooh, cave-in. Also, they probably don't want to talk about it because it's so sad that that couple never got to go to Ireland. It really is. I think it's sad that those kids who buried all that stuff got their time capsule ripped up. So how do we... How do we want to tackle this? Because now we have our players. We have most of the stage set. Though I'm sure you're going to just, like, flip the script on me at any moment. Well, okay, so we start off and uh, we're... Okay, so we're at the diner... And um, the guy comes well, I in. Sh- what? What? I thought we start off with Georgia in at night, going to the mirror. Ah, uh, that's true. She doesn't really. She, well, she's she, doing something weird. She breaks into her former um, boyfriend's place. Well, I mean, she has the security code, but still, she was not invited, and she does not live there. But she, as we saw at the end of the last episode, she is now possessed with a spirit. Uh she botched an exorcism or like a banishing of a spirit. Well, she put and the she put the ring on the finger, but what she forgot to do was put the mirror on top of Tiffany's chest that would guide the spirit back into the body. Mm. Rookie mistake. I mean, I do like the fact when her mom calls her on it later, it's like, it was a two-part ritual and you fucked it up. <laughs> you didn't do the second part. 
It has props too. Like it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Mirror on chest, ring on finger. Done. Uh, ring on finger, mirror on chest. Oh, in that order. Yeah. So does the spirit go back into the body and just chill there when you're dead? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Um. So now she's possessed. Georgia is Tiffany. Mm-hmm. So in the court of law, knowing that ghosts are real in this world, is it breaking and entering? Great question. Are when so when you die, you surrender all rights to what you owned as a mortal. I believe so. I, yeah, I think I think property rights. Um, Spirits can own property. Yeah, that's true. Did you know? Random aside, and I'll do this really quick because I know we want to get through this episode. Did you know that there's actually a Supreme Court case going on right now where they're arguing like, are dinosaur bones bones or minerals? Mutts. It's really just so that oil companies who bought land are like bought the rights to the things on a land can claim the oil on it. And they're saying cool. if dinosaur bones are now minerals, then any type of thing that used to be organic and is now not oil is also something that's in our purview. It's not the same, say, it's the same as dinosaur bones, a.k.a. Wow. dinosaur minerals. Wait, mm, mm. It's weird, cool. dude. I don't I don't fully it's a weird argument. It's also pretty smart, I guess, cuz it is. I mean, dinosaur bones are minerals at this point cuz they've they physically changed. However, you ain't buying dinosaur bones. Yeah. You're buying like all the nat- like the precious resources underneath it, not old rock or bones that turned into rock. We know what you're doing. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Also, uh, there's just been a military coup in uh, Bolivia uh, because of uh, lithium rights. So, uh, cool, cool, hmm. cool, 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 cool. But and as soon as the coup happened, uh, um, uh, which was three days after uh, Bolivia ruled that they weren't going to let the German company that makes all the uh, lithium-ion uh, batteries for uh, Tesla, um, they weren't going to let them have that, have those rights to that. Uh, then huh. there was a coup, then there was a military coup. And then Tesla stock went up. So cool, 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 cool. I did not know a lot about Tesla. They're leaving that out of the headlines. So yeah, um, yeah, military coup. Uh, the U.S. is involved as always. Um, if there's ever a military coup in South America, the the CIA is definitely involved, and we are monsters. We are the bad guys. Is Tiffany's ghost a bad guy, Nancy Drew? Great or is it question. just someone trying to find their way back to their body? She's very upset. She and now she's in the body of the woman that was sleeping with her husband. Um, so of course, first thing she does is grab like a fucking blade, cut a giant gash down her finger, and like right on the mirror. I know that was a deep cut. I didn't like that. It was. It was hard to watch yeah i can watch very graphic videos on youtube of people performing oral surgery on someone to extract their wisdom teeth tons of blood watching how they use the scalpel and how they do it is painful looking but it doesn't cause me to wince i see someone grab a street razor and deep cut the tip of their finger to write Ooh. on a mirror and i can't handle it i can't handle it it's not good it's not good and then she just leaves yeah we find out later she also turned on a shower apparently Huh. So we see her leave the bathroom. So I guess she came back in, turned on the water, and just left it running until dude woke up. Ooh, she's going to make the hot water run so that all he has is cold water when he wakes up. Ooh. That'll nice. Get him. That'll get him. 
Holy shit, someone wrote blood on my mirror. Also, I didn't have a warm shower this morning. Mm. I am fucked for the day. Yeah. Mondays, right? Oof, worst. Um, Nancy is uh, still trying to figure out this mystery uh, with the with the other ghost. Um, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Uh, we go to the diner. It's a slow day because since the murder, a lot of people aren't coming to that murder diner. Nope. Um, Georgia comes out and is like, hey, what's the deal with our fucking uh, first aid kit? It only has these giant bandages, which <laughs> what are these for? Because it's like a foot and a half long bandage. Maybe a, a severe burn in the back? Like of your like entire limb? I mean, it's not unheard. I mean, it's it's rare, but you, hot oil might spill all over you, like I your whole guess. leg. Maybe. But at that point, I don't know if I don't know if that's the treatment for it. I don't even know where you buy bandages this large. It's insane. I mean, it's tough. Like, I don't, I don't get it either. Um, but also the fact that it's like the next day, and like she's just now like I gotta put a bandaid on this cut on my finger. Like, what? Why haven't you taken care of this yet? <laughs> it's been like six hours. And like, uh, and they're like, hey. that was a deep cut. That's not yeah. like. And Bess is like, you should like, like disinfect that. Yeah, you should. It's been six hours, you gross weirdo, and you work <laughs> in a restaurant. I don't like it. Don't like it. Um, that's when a dude comes in and is like, hey, uh, could you guys uh, maybe uh, do some catering last minute today for a giant event? He's already gone to two other places, and they're skeptical, especially Narc, um, Ace. But they kind of agree to it, I guess, because Georgia wants that sweet money. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if you do last-minute catering, I think you get to really mark that price up, too. So, um, but I, I still, like, I, I'm, I, like, is, is this even feasible? I mean, I guess they have no, no business, but I'm like, like, it just, this seems difficult. And also, I mean, it's gonna be hard. I mean, we see we see them later, like serving like um, like hors d'oeuvres and things, and I'm like, but you guys are like a seafood restaurant. Like, is this like anything that's on your normal menu, or is this all special items? Like, what is this? This is a really awesome seafood restaurant. Like, I, did you guys just like go to like Costco and like buy a bunch of stuff and then <laughs> just serving it? They're not gonna know. I mean, I got last minute. You get what you get. It's not so much catered as hors d'oeuvres, <laughs> anyway. It it's weird that everyone one that goes to real in this world, and also everyone's like totally cool with it. Like, oh yeah, you got yeah. possessed. You're possessed. There's something inside of you. We're gonna casually talk about it with the thing inside of you. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. Um. Uh, um. What's his name? I I forget the guy's name. Um, no, no, uh, oh, Ned Ryan, Nicholson? no, the, uh, the rich guy that, uh, um, Ryan Hudson? Yes, Ryan Hudson. Ryan, uh, calls and is like, hey, George, uh, you came to my place last night and wrote something in blood on the mirror and left the water running. What's that about? It's like, I wasn't at your place. Only two people had the, the entrance code, uh, you and my dead wife, so I'm pretty sure it was you. <laughs> mm. More people have that code. Yeah. His, uh, the person who cleans his house. The people who drop off his dry cleaning. Mm. Amazon, who puts his packages in his garage and then leaves. Weird. It's a thing now. Mm, I don't like it. Rich people have it. Don't no like one it. does. Don't like it. Don't like it. Um, then Nancy goes to the police station because she wants to talk to uh, 
to that cop that's fucking her dad about her friend from high school that might be the ghost that's haunting her. Wait, who's the who's the other guy? Which guy? I'm forgetting. I didn't realize until now because I'm having it. Obviously, I'm, I'm kind of scrubbing the video as we talk so I can, one, keep up with the fashions. Um, the guy who is able to give her an excavator later to get oh, the time capsule out. Owen, Owen something or other. Owen, rich guy family. Okay, so he's also in the rich guy family. Yeah. Or a rich guy here. Cool. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's the rich guy family that uh, uh, of uh, Ryan's family or the rich family that Bess thinks she might theoretically be related to. <laughs> it's one of the two because I think there's only two rich families. Maybe Bess? I think so. I'm not sure. It's very confusing to me. When they're at the catering event, Nancy has an episode, right? Uh, let's. Wait, is there more before you want to get? Yeah, to there's there? a lot before. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So yeah. sorry. Um, at some point, Ned comes in and is like, "Hey, uh, you like uh, were like uh, dating uh, Tiffany's sister, right? Cause she broke into my place and stole a USB drive um, from my safe." Um, she didn't take any of the millions of dollars worth of bearer bonds, um, or <laughs> stock certificates, or whatever the fuck old-timey money thing, um, that Tiffany left for me. Uh, but she did take this USB drive. Huh. Weird. And this is where I was confused, because I didn't know who this other person was, and I assumed it was... Well, I guess Georgia is Tiffany. Kind of, because she's possessed by her. Mm-hmm. But I thought, did Georgia jump back in there and Tiffany was the one who stole it? I don't know why I was confused, but no, it's someone else who knew Tiffany. Tiffany's sister? Yeah. Okay. Who, who's, who was dating Ace previously. The cop. Well, I, no. not a cop. Just a typical Yeah, just a guy kid. That, that's, wor- that's wor- scoping things out for the cops. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel, Now I feel like I'm actually kind of... I feel like I know what's going on more. Yeah. Also, now uh, Tiffany, or uh, sorry, George is possessed by Tiffany, and she's scratching out George's face from all of her photos. Uh, yeah. She's bleeding again, right? Like I feel like there was. Yeah, blood she cut on the herself again. Her. Like, like stop cutting yourself. That can't be good for the host body. Why would a ghost do that? That's just dumb. Yeah, and they say it, they make it sound like, we don't get to see this one, but it sounds like she accidentally cut herself while she was, like, chopping some vegetables, and that just led to the ghost coming out or something. So, the sight of blood. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, we probably fucked up that ritual. Uh, so we gotta go talk to George's mom. She's an expert on this. She's been waiting for her kids to have their first exorcism. Though she was hoping it would happen on the other, I, I'm guessing under different circumstances. I'm just assuming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fucked up that two stage ritual. Got to get that out of you, girl. Because otherwise, it's Tiffany is going to uh, eat George's chi or whatever the fuck we're talking about. Well, this is straight up uh, Doctor Sleep <laughs> shining bullshit. I, I I think this is more sensible than Doctor Sleep, but not by much. Tiffany will eat your chi and then become you. And then I got a daughter who's now Tiffany, and how's that going to work? Weird. That must happen all the fucking time in the universe where there's ghosts, because I'm assuming they also possess people, like, all the fucking time. It seems like it, right? One of these characters could have not... In- 
is Ned Nickerson the same Ned in the first episode? Oh, or great question. Is it Dan Ned died, and then he possessed someone else, and now that's there who he is. There you go. I think that uh, case closed. We solved that. We solved that. Sometimes you have to think about the mystery in the episodes that you didn't see. It makes it more fun. Yeah. So I now guess. we finally go to the party, and I'll just say that the party starts with the very first shot is somebody um, picking up a flute of champagne. We don't know who this person is, so my question is, are the drinks being served by somebody separate? Is that, did they get one organization that's like bartending and like serving drinks and another that's doing food? I mean... Cause he's, yeah, not, he's not dressed the same as George's crew and it's someone we've never seen before. Well, they probably just had the food and drinks that they might've had that. Maybe that, maybe you just don't get them the, the same. I don't know. Yes, I just feel like that's, that's a headache. Maybe it was a local, uh, really good winery or vineyard. And they were like, all right, we want you to do the wine. Listen, uh, listen, we, Fuck we, the we gotta man. get our drinks through the drinks union and the drinks union does not do hors d'oeuvres. You gotta. It's completely separate. This is this is a this is a strong union town. Um, no scabs. Is it okay for Georgia to just like bootstraps the possession thing? It's pretty crazy, right? Because they're just like, whatever, cool. I'm possessed. We'll fix it. But I gotta get this catering gig, and you guys gotta do it too. Listen, and they're cool uh, with it. They're like, all right. I mean, I guess we all need money, but like. Hey, maybe oh, that's what it is. Maybe fuck capitalism for a second and like deal with this uh, fucking ghost possession. Because yeah, they're all gonna do. They're all gonna get to the catering. Uh, Ned's gonna help out so Bess can hang out with moms and work on magic spells to cure this situation. Nancy fails as a friend and as. I'm assuming an employee of this fine restaurant because she totally loses Georgia because she's supposed to keep an eye on her. Well, she flirts with some dude. She's like, she, well, go ahead. She does run into a ghost. So uh, the the other ghost um, pops up for a second and distracts her. And uh, then the cop that's fucking her dad walks up and is like, hey, <laughs> what's your deal? It's like, oh, you haven't been returning my calls. Oh, sorry. It was just kind of weird because you got all mad about me fucking your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to go there, but I'd like to think of myself as the cool mom. So uh, if, other question. Why didn't you tell me about your dead friend? <laughs> you said you didn't know her. Well, okay. I did know her. we were friends, but then we weren't friends anymore. And then she died. So fuck off, kid. Yeah, kid, I explain myself to you. You know what? Um, why don't you just like calm the fuck down? Because you're being arraigned uh, for uh, a breaking into the morgue next week. All right. <laughs> Strong words and accusations coming from a thief hmm. of the dead. Hmm. Yeah, and then Owen shows up, and uh, again, and I love he shows up br- and brings Nancy her like tray of hors d'oeuvres back, like. <laughs> It's like an implied get back to work, fool. Yeah, we're paying you, aren't we? I mean, by we, I mean some one of the rich people here. Pass out hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Also, what are you doing later? Ned's uh, giving a lot of looks. Uh, he does not like uh, um, this rich asshole like, constantly hitting on his girlfriend. How old is he? How old Which, is her? Uh, how old is Owen? Great question. Not 18. Older. So Nancy's 18? Yeah. 
This is where, as an adult, I see these. I see these actors, and I'm like, nope, mid twenties. Yeah. And I'm seeing the people that are playing their parents. And I'm thinking, late twenties, early thirties. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> How does this work? Like, I really think that maybe that cop that's fucking Nancy's dad. Like, I think they may put those gray streaks in her hair to make her look older. Oh, they definitely did. Because like, I'm like, your dad's. I mean, he could be dating someone young. That's fine. But an eighteen-year-old? No, wait. Like, she has a job. She's a cop. She had to go to school for what four years? And she years? well, she was in high school with that uh, ghost in 1999. So, damn. Yeah. And it's 2019. Yeah. So she is likely older than us. A lot of spirits possessing younger bodies. It happens a lot. Eating their chi. It's very very bizarre. Um, at some point, uh, uh, possessed Georgia. Um, sees uh, Ryan and is all pissed off. So she grabs a knife and steals like a red dress out of <laughs> like weird, weird call. I mean, when it comes to fashion, I mean, okay, great. upgrade yeah. from what you're wearing. You gotta uh, look. I'm at a formal event. I have my knife, but I can't just walk around and kill someone. I gotta blend in. I need to have a wardrobe change. Yeah. Who is the other girl? Because Ned and Ace are talking in the back, like in the kitchen, and some other girl walks in. Oh, is that uh, um, Tiffany's sister? That's Tiffany's sister. The thief? Sorry. The one that stole the USB drive? Ah, yes. That's the one. Because her and Ned have it out. If she didn't want me to have that USB drive, why didn't she hide it in a place only I would find it? You didn't she find didn't tell it. me the password. You, like, he, you stole it? You stole it. Like he, She hid it in your safe, the only place I would find it. <laughs> Like, uh, oh, weird. <laughs> weird flex. Weird. Okay. Mm, bizarre. Um, I love the fact that Bess shows up um, separate from Mom's. And Mom later says something about getting an Uber. So I'm like, what, what is the situation? Where, like, Bess is like, well, I'm going to go on over there um, just to get things ready, I guess. And then you take an Uber over. It got awkward. She was asked to leave. <laughs> Bess got... <laughs> she got too into it. I guess. And Mom was like, look, kid, you're getting it over your head. I Let me just finish up here. Hey, cool. Yeah, this is neat. How about you go on to the party? I think Bess I'll is finish a, up here. Bess either needs to be dressed like the other uh, cater waiters or be properly dressed for this party because I don't think she is at all. Oh, of course not. Sore thumb. Totally sticking out. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, uh, Georgia, um, now fully possessed, uh, goes straight up to Ryan and like kisses him and is like, I know, I know about the waitress. <laughs> And she's carrying a knife, which no one seems to acknowledge. Well, even Ryan is like, what are you talking about? You're the waitress. <laughs> like, stop it. We're in public. This uh, is weird. I don't know what kind of weird foreplay talk this is, but my wife just died. And I'm suspected of her murder, so could you please stop? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help when you say things like, I know about the waitress, because, uh, yeah. Get out of here. Go serve food. So uh, Nancy, like, uh, grabs uh, Possessed George and is like, Hey, why don't you just come with me to the kitchen? Hey, listen, we only got a second, but who murdered you? 
who the fuck murdered like hey nancy um why don't you be a real detective and solve a mystery you can't just ask murder victims who murdered them like if that's how you're gonna solve mysteries on this show you're gonna be a real shitty detective because <laughs> that is something else because there's other piece of information they want from tiffany because you can talk to tiffany when she's like as she's like munching on the chi of your friend <laughs> The life force. Hey, look, I know you're about to consume my friend from the inside and change bodies. Happens every fucking day. Listen, while you're here, I need a password and I need to know who killed you. <laughs> oh, so bonkers. Uh, but then Moms is there and is like, all right, let's start this ritual. Uh, get the pie out. <laughs> get the cinnamon candles. Get the, get the cinnamon get candles. Paper. We gotta uh, light yeah, it up. This paper, burn this paper up. Uh, that is a pie, right? It's in a pie tin. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize pie tins were useful for, like, uh, oh, banishings. Well, friend, exorcisms. this is why I said you gotta have a pie tin. I didn't realize. I mean, this is Now it's coming together. It's like, oh, fuck, I need a pie tin now. No. I don't think my Pyrex is gonna work for this. No! No! Get yourself to get yourself to the store, friend. Get a pie pan. You might have to get a ghost out of somebody. I mean, if, if they fuck up a ritual. <laughs> If anyone asks, I'm going to be waiting for the cashier to ask, like, oh, pie pen? Exorcism. Oh. Huh. Okay. Did did somebody forget the mirror? Did they forget the mirror? Can't forget the mirror. You can't. Not now. And I I pick up the mirror that I'm going to be buying as well. Just like, Mm -hmm. see if anyone's watching Nancy with us. (laughs) Just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sitting up 30 minutes walking through the store with this stuff in my bag. Uh, yeah. I meant cart. Bag would mean I'm a thief. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a thief like Nancy Drew and everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, uh, Tiffany's sister is like, hey, so what's going on? Um, so they told me my sister possessed this girl. Yeah, but don't worry. We're going to banish her soul um, <laughs> um, into, uh, into desolation. What? No! My sister! And she fucks up the ritual and she's like knocking knocking the pie plan over. It's great. I mean, don't tell the spirit you're about to banish it to non-existence. No one would be okay with and that. And don't tell the sister of the of the ghost. Uh but they uh she she runs out of the room with the knife, finds Ryan again. They have a weird interaction. He freaks out. They kick him out. Then they're like, alright, let's do this fucking ritual. <laughs> It's so funny watching Bess hold the pie (laughs) with these things in it. Just holding it when they're in this library, like, talking to uh, Georgia slash Tiffany. Not knowing what to do. Like, the direction was, okay, hold this pie, hold the pie, and just look panicked. And, like, you know, like this is the fifth episode. And they're like, the first one hasn't even aired yet. They're like, I don't know if this show's going to work. This is weird. Yeah, this Like, I'm in Nancy Drew, and, like, we're, like, doing an exorcism or something. I don't know about this. There's a dictionary. The wind's going to pick up inside of a building, and it, the pages are going to go everywhere. I mean, like, we're in real Baywatch Nights territory. It's great. So while these actors are talking to Tiffany's spirit mm-hmm. before they manage, like, cease her to exist, uh, George's mom is in the background just saying chant stuff. Yes. And, but, like, constantly just, like, there's there's some pleasantries. Hey, I know you sent me to prison, but thanks for the books. I'll be with you until the end, which is now. <laughs> Remember me? Sure. <laughs> like, just, like, just get out. We'll get my friend back. 
This room is a mess. I don't know who has to clean this uh, up, but I feel bad for them. I mean, well, they, listen, they were hired to... Also, who's catering? Who's, like, waiting on people? <laughs> like, all the no fucking one. waiters are, like, no in a room performing a magic spell. Like, people, these people have not gotten appetizers in forever. I mean, no wonder Ryan was walking. He wasn't walking to find Georgia. He was walking to find the rest of the fucking, like, guys. Why the fuck aren't you passing out food? Like, there's, like... There's like so many containers of like of like food just like sitting in the kitchen waiting to be delivered to hungry people. Didn't realize that Nancy and Ned were really dating until they kissed after the exorcism. And I was like, whoa, that's not a friend thing. <laughs> when was this established? <laughs> Interesting well, that was, casual that was friendship. Episode two. That was episode two. Okay, okay. Just chatting in the floor. Work to be done. Just chatting. Mom's left. Nancy makes it awkward and put her leg, her hand on like George's knee, and then George like bats it away. Like, get the fuck off of me. We got a job to do. So uh, after it's over, uh, Nancy's got an idea on how she can uh, uh, solve this other ghost mystery. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, but she's gonna need uh, Owen's help because he has uh, construction equipment. Weird. Uh, then we cut back to the diner, and uh, Ned and Ace are gonna finally uh, uh, crack the code on this uh, flash drive. Which, by the way, we've been told that uh, um, Tiffany's sister um, she tried to get into the flash drive, but there's a password, and she, she's I guess she had like I don't know like ten tries or something, and she's gotten it wrong, and she only has one left. <laughs> like stop before you have only one left. Definitely. Uh, but she tells them that it's the the USB drive goes to a password protected website. Hmm. So when they Just open it link. up, it's a there's a link and it goes to an FTP site with a password. And she doesn't tell them like the password she's tried already. Yeah, she does. Which is a little weird. No. They, oh, she does. Okay. Yeah, they have them like on a, I on a that. sticky note. I I remember seeing that they were really bad, but I I couldn't really. I couldn't make them out. <laughs> One, two, three, like, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They weren't good passwords. Let me see if I can. Um, hold up, hold up. Hudson, one, two, three. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, here we go. Oh, God, these are terrible. Zessy Bunny is the first one. Didn't work. Um, Chestnut Hill was the second one. Hollow mm. Oak was the third one. And O one three O nine one was the uh, was the fourth one they tried. So she's just going street. I guess maybe a childhood toy, two street names, and like a birth date. Those are all terrible passwords, dummy sister. Yeah, and none of them worked because the only person who knew how to crack the code was old Ned Nickerson. I mean, it's also a bad password that is the answer. Because yeah. it's uh, the author of uh, the first book she ever gave him. Which was like Dante's Inferno, I guess? No, because it's not even Dante. It's like Dante's with an S at the end. Um, but it's not Dante's Inferno. Um, they said the name of the book, and yeah, it was. I think it was a fake book. Okay. I just realized that uh, Ace has a earring in his left ear. Mm. He's really, really pulling that... Uh, um, Harrison Ford vibe. I mean, when they're in the suits, oh, I say suit, when they're dressed up to pass out catering, they kind of look badass. Like, they could put on a suit jacket and just, like, 
be professionals in whatever they need to do. Oh, yeah. Crack the code, all the files, whole bunch of shit's going down. Uh, there's some seedy stuff about, like, meeting someone. No names are mentioned well, in the diary. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a bunch of uh, documents um, that all have the name of Owen, uh, what's his name? What? And Ned freaks the fuck out. He's like, I gotta call Nancy. Um, but Nancy is with Owen getting uh, equipment to go dig up <laughs> this the fucking high school, like... <laughs> to get the uh, um, time capsule like can you just like you can't just like go dig up a time capsule he has like all the excavators when I first saw this theme, scene I thought are they at the high school do they need eight of these things <laughs> I also love that his boys who are going to operate the equipment stand like 25 yards away from them until he nods and then they come up like alright okay now we can come up I don't know what you needed to do with the 18-year-old, but yeah, we'll respect your privacy, boss. She also hangs up on Ned. Ned calls her, and we see a shot where she's looking at her phone and beep. Oof. <laughs> nope. Harsh. So, yeah, that's happening. Um, we see some shots that uh, George is eating dinner. Looks real worn out from being possessed by a ghost. It takes a lot out of you. If some of her cheese is eaten, it's going to take a while for that to recharge, I guess, if it ever yeah. does. And then Nancy's um, going through this fucking time capsule. And I love she just, like, she didn't go through it at the school. She just took the whole thing home. She just snatched it. Yeah, no evidence. She's learned from the morgue thieves. Thieving. I guess. Don't leave any clues behind. Not that the giant excavator that was rolling onto campus and then causing property destruction or something you could just hide, but okay. We got a permit, sure. Um, but she finds a uh, a CD-ROM, uh, or, yeah, I guess it's I, probably a CD-ROM, because um, it's nice. She finds a Nokia, what was it, 800, 900? And she's like, phones. Like she didn't live through that. With a CD ROM, she puts it in a CD drive that reads on a Mac, and you're like, "What? Where did you buy this? Yeah. So did a day happen, and you just happened to have Amazon one day shipping, and now it's night, and the next day? Because you don't have a CD ROM drive just around. I mean, if you're a mystery solver, maybe you do. Nah, uh, maybe you do. First thing you buy in your kit, CD ROM, external drive. All kinds of CD ROM clues out there. Um. But yeah, she's watching this amazing quality video for 1999. <laughs> really good. It's like a like yeah, like a video like like a video yearbook sort of thing. Like these are this is our high school. And um as in a previous episode, um the video starts jumping around and giving her clues. Ghost, the ghost is there. Which this happened on the on the last episode as well. She um, was getting clues from a video. Ghost writer. Yeah, real Ghost Rider situation. He <laughs> rolled it in his motorcycle and gave her some spelling clues. Yeah, there you go. And uh, basically, the ghost reveals that uh, um, uh, Ryan, uh, Tiffany's husband, knew this ghost. He's connected all these ghosts. There's. It seems like the ghost or Ghost Rider is adding frames that weren't there just a second ago, which is neat. I didn't know ghosts could do that. Mm-hmm. And that's how it ends. Oh, there was also a, a quick moment where Bess finally texts the driver. 
and now they're they slid into DMs, and now they're because she was really nervous about it for the minute that they spent on this. Text right back. Yeah, I'd like to have dinner with you tomorrow night. Indeed. Best is like yes, yes. All right, that's it. That's the app. So uh, who won? Who lost? Well, Ned had gone to prison at one point and has changed bodies. Um, I would say it's an upgrade. This Ned is definitely hotter than the other Ned, oh, definitely, right? Definitely. I mean, so there's an upgrade there. So he can't have lost, but he did go to prison for five years. Small price to pay. I think best one because she got to do paranormal uh, antics. Yeah, she learned some stuff from mom, and she got and she's uh, got a date. Oh yeah, look at best coming up in the world. Georgia lost. Oh yeah, yeah. Had to like endure the whole stuff with an ex. Um, possessed by a, the woman whose husband you were sleeping with. Finger gets all fucked up. Mm. All your multiple pictures cuts. are ruined. Multiple cuts. <laughs> uh, multiple untreated cuts. Uh, all your photos are ruined. Um, your mom gets like, um, I saved you from a possession, uh, bragging rights. Which, oh, that's a hassle. There's a lot of... Yeah, she she ultimately loses, I think, this episode. Yeah. Best dressed, worst dressed. Hmm. So Tiffany's sister mm-hmm. at one point is wearing a a, a small polka dot. I oh think yeah, either a navy or black dress with like a pearl. She looks uh, like a Zoe Deschanel character. She does. The way that they have her bangs cut into like is a little too uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Yeah, it's not but, good. But it's at least a choice. That's why I'm saying, like, from a fashion standpoint, it stuck out to me. Oh, you're saying best dressed? Well, I'm saying it's a fashion that stuck oh, out. okay. All right, all right. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know. They all have different waitress outfits. Like, they each have their own color, which is interesting. Yeah. I think, actually, I like I like Bess's uh, waitress outfit. She, out of all the waitress, all, all of them wearing the waitress outfits... She definitely, I guess, pulls off the look better than all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm scamming through it, and I just saw the uh, cut. There's a lot of interesting necklace stuff going on. Nancy has, like, a locket. At one point, we see um, Georgia, possessed, wearing a little dog necklace. Oh. It looks like a little terrier. Oh, I like a terrier. I kind of like Nancy's... Uh, blue t-shirt and then her plaid skirt look with the locket Mm -hmm. yeah why are the women dressed up in really nice like waitress looks and the dude like ace is just wearing a t-shirt and a freaking i think because they're waitresses and i think he's the cook in the back still put some effort into it i mean that's so that's why that's why he's the loser but yeah i know i like i like nancy's um um, plaid with a shirt. It's on point. I mean, it's 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 classic Nancy. Mm-hmm. I would be game for that. Though I I I think the uh, stolen possessed dress is pretty is pretty rad too. Very true. And I think you get points for just like impromptu fashion at that point. That's right? true. And the accessory of a knife. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. I also like um. Owen's suit. Mm-hmm. It's a good suit, yeah. Because he has that pink or like 
purple shirt, light purple shirt, and then that polka dot. I'm liking polka dots in this episode, random, or at least they're sticking out to me. It's like a salmon shirt and like a purple tie. Yeah, that's a good look. Yeah. But I, I want to give best dress to Nancy, and I want to give worst dress to Zo- Zo- Zoe Deschanel. Yes. Can you believe that Tiffany's sister possessed Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> I do like the red dress, though. I, maybe that's honorable mention. Yeah. Because she also put on high heels, right? Like, she just, oh, I yeah. got the dress, but we don't see her find the high heels. Or was she wearing those the whole time? Who knows? That's the episode. That, that's Nancy Drew. We'll see how the rest of November treats us. Nancy's version of the waitress outfit is the worst of all of them. Just going to throw that out. Hmm. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. I'm Alex. That's Brad. Ramjackpodcast.com. Facebook group. Uh, call in to us and tell us what's up. And friends, I'm sure we all want to advise Alex to make sure he does not forget the mirror in the two-part ritual. Otherwise, he's going to get possessed by another fucking Karen. <laughs> and we'll only know when he exclaims, How Question me? <laughs> we. I oh, I wish I I I need video of that. Just that whole. I, I wish they had, someone I, had called it. So good. donate them to so science. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job, sir. It. And I'll donate those to the sciences. <laughs> Nurse, get my wife. Oh. <laughs> uh. Amazing. What could Amazing. I have, what could I have sung? I only remember one of the songs and it was a it's an old country song. Someone my wife said, "Can you feel anything in your face?" and I sang, "I can still feel you just as close as skin every now and then." It's a funny song that Katie and I sing because it's a ridiculous country song that is absolutely creepy and like scary. But I was just like, that's the song with feel in it. And yes, I can still feel. I just sang it. And then countless other songs and reactions to things. I just, I feel like when I get into town, I just need to drug you and just, we just need to <laughs> recreate this experience. Going under. I mean, I still have all that Vicodin. Mm. I don't know what I want to do with it. I'm scared of it. Something to be scared of. I mean, if, it's, if, if you have any, the same reaction I do, it just puts you to sleep, which I think is most painkillers. They just put you to sleep. I don't. I mean, Shh, I don't, I don't really get sleep. the appeal. It's just like, oh, I'm real tired now. Good night. I don't. I don't get the appeal. It's like all the exhaustion with none of the work. So I'm not only not satisfied with my day or the rest, unless I'm tired. I guess I don't know. I think it's just I because I mean it's really like the horrificness of our times and just that uh, people have actual real pain. And therefore, they keep taking these things to not be in pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you're just getting a chemical uh, addiction. But yeah, I don't really, I don't see like a, a recreational use of painkillers. Like, I don't mm. Maybe like a really low dose that just gets you a little numb, maybe? Maybe you find that fun? Maybe? I don't know. I mean, I do not know the appeal. I'm not, a, I'm not an OP I, user. I don't, I don't, I mean, and maybe it just affects me very differently, but... I'm like I, like I just, there's 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 alcohol and there's marijuana, which I think are are both two much better options. Tried and true. <laughs> yeah. Ancient 
recreational drugs. Caffeine, also a recreational drug. Let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Those three are fine. We got them with those three. I mean, maybe some hallucinogenics on occasion. I mean... Like, then you're really getting into something then. Then you're you're doing something. Um, Yeah, something's happening to you. It's like, oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, painkillers, I don't get. Don't get painkillers. 